Hello and welcome to Hear Her Voice, a podcast celebrating the incredible range of artistry and talent of women in music. I'm Laura Whitmore and across the series I'm chatting to some very special guests as we enjoy the songs, albums and lyrics from some of the most iconic women in music through the decades and we have some great women. In this episode, my theme is Up and Coming, where we'll be showcasing the next generation of female musical talent and the best songs and lyrics from young female artists. Say she focusing on being an accountant. When you have beauty and brains, they find it astounding. Raps Little Sims on Woman, the track she wrote in celebration of the women around the world that inspire her. From rap to rock and country to pop, a new generation of female stars have emerged to rip up the rulebook with fearless songwriting, lyrics that tell it exactly how it is and music that says we don't give a damn. Today, alongside my very special guests, I'm on the lookout for the brightest young talent. Plus, we're picking our favourite songs from a new generation of female music stars. For this episode, I spoke to rising star Olivia Dean about her creative process and writing her favourite songs. Songs are so amazing because they can just capture how you were feeling exactly at a point in your life and it's like stamped in time forever. Like I always think like my great grandkids will hear my music and be like, wow, that's what great granny was going through when she was 17, you know, I think it's so cool. But first up, it's DJ and presenter Rio Frederica. Rio is here for the music and she's long championed promising young talent. She started her career presenting for MTV and on Hoxton Radio and Capital FM show The Capital Weekender. She then went on to host the Monday Drive show on Capital Dance in 2020 before moving to the all-new Breakfast Show. I asked Rio about music talent to watch out for and we discussed today's brilliant feature tracks from some of the best up-and-coming female artists around. And don't forget, you can hear all of this episode featured tracks and more at our Hear Her Voice up and coming playlist available on Spotify. Hello, Rio. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Thank you, darling. How are you? Good. Well, thank you for joining me because today... Today's exciting because we're going to talk about the rising stars mm-hmm. in music, the up and coming, uh, who we should be looking out for. But first, before we get into that, tell me about the music you responded to when you were younger. So when I was younger, I loved kind of like the early noughties R&B. Mm-hmm. So kind of like Jojo, she was always a favourite, yes. you know, when she was really young. Yes. Uh, and I actually interviewed her like a little while ago and I was completely starstruck because I was like, hang on a minute, I, I remember all your music. People like Missy Elliott, Destiny's Child, that whole vibe of like yeah. females back then was my fave, yeah. Jojo, who you mentioned there, who, who you interviewed recently. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't realise, you know, she was kind of, you know, this young girl singing these pop songs. But she's mm-hmm. an incredible songwriter as well. Yeah, and I think sometimes you forget, like, just how much is going on behind the scenes as well. She's written for loads of people. Yeah, but you don't necessarily get to see that. Mm. I think that's something that I would love to be more of a thing, that yeah. you know all of the people involved on the track as opposed to just the singer and the producer, you know? Are there any particular memories of any specific songs for you that stood out? Oh, wow. Um, I remember my first ever single <gasps> I got bought to, bought to, uh, for Christmas. Do you remember when you used to buy singles, oh, like man, as a CD? Oh, so good. Have it. Like, have and it there'd be like two or three it. songs on it. I was like, I don't yeah. know. And then I'd buy the album as well. Yeah. Mine was, um, it was Busta Rhymes and Mariah Carey. Can you remember? I don't remember what it's called, but it's like, baby, if you give it to me. Yeah, I give, I give it, it to you. you. You know what I want. I remember mine was Get a Superstar, Get a Superstar. <laughs> my, oh my God. I first still have single it. album. 
Singles. Single. No, I, I went wow. through a stage of buying loads of singles. Oh, and first album was Wilson Phillips, but that's, an- <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. Talking about music, uh, mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, some tracks from yes. our very special playlist. And you picked some tracks that spoke to you. Mm-hmm. The first you've chosen from our up and coming playlist is Go Girl by Mira May featuring Ray. First of all, before we talk about it, Rio, let's hear it. Two girls freezing, legs out breezing on the streets of London town in the evening. Hit a sweet vibe, we don't need a reason. Get up on the table, believe I'm screaming. What, what an anthem. Go Girl by Mira May featuring Ray. Intro there, Rio. Two girls freezing, legs out breezing on the streets of London town in the evening. I mean, many can relate. Yeah, we've all been there. We've, we've all, all been there. And we all will be there again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk to me about this song. So this song, the reason why I love it is women forever have kind of been in competition with each other, whether they've said it or it's spoken about. That's kind of the way that it's felt. Yeah, yeah. But now I feel like that's, like, we're getting rid of that completely. Yeah. And this is a perfect example. Like, Mira May, Ray, they're best mates. And in this song, they're working together. They've collaborated. They are supporting each other. Uh, there's so many, like, lyrics in this. Like, that's my best friend. Uh, that girl over there, yeah, that's my best friend. Mm. Uh, and they're, they're kind of, like, egging each other on to do well, to shine, <laughs> to be themselves. I'm here for it. I'm, like, massively here for it. I love it. Uh, Mira May, Algerian-born, Tottenham raised, mm-hmm. teamed up with her actual best friend, yeah. Ray, on the R&B anthem, Go Girl. Um, and I think it's I think for it's relatable for, for a lot of women. You know, we talk about, like, the 90s, especially women around in the 90s. There wasn't... There was, there was women making great music, but yeah. I feel like probably not as diverse as we would like it to be, especially massively. when... Especially in, in London and in the city, and I think it's really... Really great to have someone like this, a working class Muslim Algerian immigrant woman who grew up in Tottenham. Um, her DIY attitude has more in common with grime artists from her area who worked their way up. Um, and she started making music at 17. I know, it's amazing. Isn't uh, it? And at the same time, was juggling waitressing, cleaning jobs. That's the reality. That's the way to get, that's the way you do it in music. And that people sometimes think it's, you know, instant. Overnight success. It you doesn't work, work like that. Yeah, yeah. you've got to work hard. And I think it, like you just said, it's relatable. She was a regular girl doing regular things. And look at her now. It just shows how possible it is. Yeah. Uh, raised exactly the same, you know, doing mm-hmm. amazing as well. So, yeah. I love it. I really do love it. Talk to me about the um, the chorus that Go Girl Fuck It Up. Because it, it's swear. Well, are you going to bleep this? I don't know what we're allowed to do. I've just said it. But I'm going to say, go, girl, fuck it up. Go, girl, fuck it up. Go, yeah. girl, fuck it up. Like, they, it's so strong. It and, is. and They're making a point, aren't They're they? making a point. And I think there would have been a time maybe where it's like, oh, can, can girls say that? Can, yeah, can we massively. say that? Um, it is an anthem. It is, yeah. And again, they're, they're like just egging each other on to just be bloody amazing. Like, you go out there, you do your thing. You shine, babes, and yeah. I'm going to be here congratulating you. It's nice. Uh, speaking of, of Mira Main, just how how she kind of got started, and I don't know about you, but working in the music industry, I always have people ask me or, or give me music, and it's like, and like, how do, how do I get this music out there? Everyone's journey is so different. You must get people approaching you all the time, massively, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. For <laughs> I wish you. I had that power. I can say, I can tell you how I think about your music is, yeah. but I, I don't know what to do with it, but it. 
There is no, there's no way. I think it'd probably be the same for me and you, even in what we do now. Mm-hmm. There's no direct route. Everyone has their different journeys, right? They do. There's so yeah. many ways. Uh, for Mira, uh, she met a manager. She signed a development deal, which is quite exciting as well to have that time, that space, yeah. being so young. Uh, I want to talk about you. When you were listening to your 90s R&B yeah. and growing up, <laughs> what made you want to get into the music industry? And what made you think this was like a full-time career? Was it just a hobby at first, something that you loved? Or talk to me about your journey. Yeah, so I uh, actually, when I ever first started presenting, I started a live music night um, mm-hmm. for up-and-coming artists uh, at Tape in London, the club. And I got asked to do it by a friend of mine. Uh, she used to work for MTV. She still works for MTV, actually. She knew I was trying to get into presenting. Mm-hmm. She was like, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. And every week it was amazing because we could look into all of these artists that were doing their thing that were not getting the platforms that they needed to. Mm-hmm. She would invite loads of like label people down. So it was just a really beautiful collaboration to like yeah. give people their time, their time to shine and perform. Because mm-hmm. again, musicians don't always get to perform that much. Mm-hmm. So from then, I, I mean, I would love to start something like that again. So, like the, it, it's, it is, it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard. Unless you yeah. get it out there yourself or, you know, you have musicians that kind of find their space on TikTok or these new platforms. They're great. I honestly think that they are great, especially talking about this. Mm. I think Up for musicians, it is, yeah, incredible. Do you use it? Do you kind of go on the TikTok and the social platforms to, to discover new music. How do you discover new music? Me? Do you know what? I, I do most of mine through Spotify, what it suggests for me on a Friday. It's creepy how good it is. Isn't it creepy how <laughs> good it is? It's what everything I listen to, they're like, you're going to like this. And I'm like, I do like this. Thanks. How do you know? Can we get married? You know me so well. Better get than my husband. Out of my mind. But yeah, I, I find new music like that. Also, uh, I work for a radio station. Mm-hmm. We get sent music all the time. Uh, I watch people's sets. I'm yeah. a DJ as well. So I, I, I watch people's sets and I'm like, oh, what's that? You know, it's so many different ways. I don't necessarily use TikTok that much. Mm-hmm. But of course, I'm surrounded by people posting the stuff that goes viral on there. So yeah. I still know of it. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I'm playing a song um, on Capital Dance that is from Pink Pantheress. Mm-hmm. She blew on TikTok. She's mm-hmm. now got a mixtape out. She's killing it. Mm-hmm. She made it at uni. Like, do you know when you're like, this wouldn't be possible 10 years ago? Yeah. So it's so amazing that things like this can happen. I, I want to ask you, because I know you hosted on CVC The Playlist, and I want to talk about <laughs> music and kids. Yeah. Um, but I think, I, I just like, especially for, for young girls and young kids, when you, you know, working on a show like that, how, like, how is that different than when you're working on a show like on Capital and, you know, who, who your audience is, especially with young kids? How do you make that interesting to them? Um, I think the thing is, uh, young kids are fascinated by pop stars. Mm. I think that that's, that's always been a thing. What's mm. in the charts? They like what's cool, what's current. Trends, fashion, Tre- yeah. hairstyles. Like, I don't know if you were, when I was a kid, if I saw a band or like my favourite band wearing a certain outfit, I'd want to go and get that certain outfit. Uh, I'd be I, singing all the words. I like, remember All Saints, I had the baggy jeans with those things hanging yeah, out that you get stuck. And you get stuck, like, <laughs> like cargo pants, you get stuck in the door. If you close the door, yeah, there'd yeah, be a yeah. string attached in it. I remember once getting out of a car, a string was still stuck, went with the car. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You'd kind of, the, the those pieces that you kind of want to get to be like to emulate yeah your you, you'd learn the dances in the music videos you'd mm-hmm. sing all the words to the songs it was like it is therefore entertainment in the best sense the kids find it entertaining they love it they really relate to it this episode is all about up and coming mm-hmm. um who are you excited about I'm really actually excited about Pink Pantheress because 
she's doing a lot on her own as well. I'm pretty sure I read the other day in an article that she is producing some of her stuff, which I find an art form. I want to talk about the awards because I do, you know, when I'm trying to find new music, mm-hmm. I do, I was like, well, who, who's just won the Best Up and Coming Awards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or who's nominated? Let me look. <laughs> who's nominated? And I want to talk about award-winning talent, artists like Ray Black, Celeste, Olivia Dean, Lola Young, Bright Young Stars who've been given um, incredible awards like BBC Sound of Award, the Amazon Next Breakthrough Artist Award. How important are these awards? Because everyone who, once you win that award, you're yeah. kind of set. Yeah, or yeah. are you? Well, yeah, you'd like to think so. I feel like they are. I mean, we'll talk about Celeste for a minute in yeah. terms of like, she's been doing what she's been doing for years. So I don't know how old she is now, but she's been doing it since she was 16. I'm pretty sure she wrote her first song at 16. Yeah, like, really young. She put it online. I don't know how she got found. I'm pretty sure it was something like SoundCloud. And then look at her now. But be- until she won that award, she put years of work in. Mm. So those and she's still a new artist. And she's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> she's still a yeah. new artist, even though she's done so much. But that just goes to show it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And she's getting that award to be acknowledged for all of the work she's put in. And yeah. the music that she's producing now is just a masterpiece. Her new album, there's a tune called it uh, called Strange on it. I listened to it yesterday, and it had me in tears just of like the emotions that mm-hmm. it gets out of you. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think that's really incredible for like a songwriter to be able to do that. It was, it was Jules Holland when I remember everyone was like, oh my God, she is insane. Yeah. But it, what's really interesting, and I'm just going to name drop, but I was interviewing Paul Weller mm-hmm. and he has Celeste on his new album that's coming out. Wow. And he has Boy George on as well and James Morrison. And I said, oh, how did you have them on? He said, oh, I just chose them. Yeah. And he said, I heard Celeste. I was like, I want her on on my album and it's I love seeing this kind of cross generation and cross styles yeah. um, of artists and and that's a way of like different generations kind of learning about music too how important is it for I guess the legends of the time to kind of help those up and Celeste isn't up and coming anymore she's huge but yeah. but but I do think to give them that opportunity and that space on an album to collaborate with yeah I mean I, um, Ray Black was on the Gorillaz album yeah yeah uh, the thing is, I think the people that are like the greats, the legends that have been in this for years, that have kind of like the that reputation that they can do those things and yeah. bring other people and up. And the power to say, I want this person on yeah. my album. At and the end they of the day, it. they can see talent. They've yeah. been in it for so long. They've seen people that maybe come through, don't really stay around too long because maybe they wasn't really right for it. So they know talent when they see it. Yeah. Uh, that's why I love all of these like collaborative projects. Yeah. Ray Black on a Gorillaz album, like it just doesn't make sense, but it's so good. That's chat more music from from this playlist and such a good playlist. Uh, the second track that you've chosen from our up and coming playlist on Spotify is mm-hmm. ATM Free Runaway featuring Missy Elliott from 2020. Before we talk about this track, it's time for our resident music expert Laura Snapes to tell us more about our incredible featured artist Brie Runway. Over to you, Laura. Okay, so bear with me because I actually don't know if I have time in these few minutes to encompass everything that Brie Runway is. She's like a Prince type of artist, a Kate Bush type of artist, a woman with a boundless vision, but most importantly, the talent and ambition to actually pull it off. You could also sit her alongside her slick, bolshy pop heroes from the 90s and early 2000s, like Little Kim, Britney Spears and Khalees. Or you could even compare her high concept pop presentation to someone like Lady Gaga. But crucially, Brie is not some kind of unreachable icon from another planet. 
In the three or four years that she's been rising, she's been totally transparent about putting in the work to get where she is, to back up her self-belief, in the hope that it inspires the next generation of young black girls to believe that they can do anything, escape any stereotype and fulfil their dreams. I want to be a huge example of that, she said, globally. Like, if Brie did it, I can do it. And she's told us how she got here so that others might be able to follow in her footsteps. Brie was born Brenda Mensa in Hackney to Ghanaian parents. She grew up in a tough area and she was subject to such harsh bullying and colorism that as a teenager, she caused herself real damage by using chemical skin lighteners. It was making music and embracing fashion that made her realize it was time to stop trying to conform and instead to step into her uniqueness. Brie realised she had the choice over how she wanted her life to work out and she wasn't going to let anyone else have power over her anymore. So she self-released her own videos and then they went viral and she signed to a major label. But even then, there was absolutely no way she was leaving things up to them. Within two weeks of signing, she had marched into their office wearing a pinstripe power suit with full shoulder pads, a rainbow wig and towering heels and gave them a full-on PowerPoint presentation about the Brie Runway vision, challenging them to get on board. And the best way to sum up that vision is that there are no limits. She's not impressed by anyone calling her an R&B star, a comment that is surely only ever made because of the colour of her skin. In Brie's eyes, she's simply a pop star, like Freddie Mercury or David Bowie. In her videos, she's dressed up as Shania Twain in full leopard print, and she's also straddled a giant vintage mobile phone. Her music is slinky, bouncy, sometimes throwback, sometimes futurist, sometimes tender, but more often totally full frontal. And if there's a through line in all this, she said, it's high drama, the type of moments in pop music that she lived for as a kid like Britney's super sweaty video for I'm a Slave For You. I also love that Brie has no interest in fitting in and has even cast a little bit of side-eye at what she sees as the conservatism of the UK pop scene right now. She's called herself a flamingo in a world of pigeons, which I love, and she's fully intent on finding her fluorescent pop flock, seeing herself more in the vein of major US stars. Cardi B, Sweetie and Doja Cat are all fans, not to mention Missy Elliott, who praised her single Apeshit on Twitter, and that's how they came to collaborate on their track, ATM. Thankfully, the UK is coming around to the Brie vision. She's recently been nominated for the Brits Rising Star Award, alongside Holly Humberstone and Lola Young, and people can't wait to hear her debut album. The sky's the limit, she said recently. There's nothing I feel like I can't achieve. Brie's story is already totally audacious and inspirational and she's only just getting started. So Rio, let's talk about why you've chosen Brie Runway's track ATM featuring Missy Elliott. Why does it resonate with you? I listened to this in the gym the other day. It's um, a good gym it's song! It's a good gym song. And you know that face that you pull when you hear a tune? I was like, <laughs> yes, I like this. Um, then I saw that Missy Elliott was on the track and I was like, let me look more into how this came about. Because yeah. Uh, Rerun Runway is pretty new. Yeah. Um, and Missy Elliott actually approached her to want to be on a track. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so talk to me what happened. So as far as I'm aware, yeah. Missy got in touch with 
her management yeah. and loved what she was doing and wanted to make a track with her. Mm. So that is huge, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, rate right, it. She's got good, like... Can you imagine Missy calling you off guns? I really mate. want to do a track. I mean, what would you, you do? Lose you, don't, you don't say no. <laughs> as well. yeah. as Even if I couldn't sing, I'd be like, I'll <laughs> do still, it, babes. I'll do it. You'll still do it. Um, <laughs> speaking about, about the lyrics, take me real higher, but I know he really only want my vagina. Swipe, swipe. That's my language. Talking about the particular lyrics of ATM, Bree says the beautiful thing about this newer generation of women, you know, the up and coming generation, mm-hmm. is we are getting what we want. We are using our beauty, using our brains, using our power to get what we want. And I think there's still that, and it happens that for so many women, that's, you know, if you're still using your beauty and your image and you, you know, you wear makeup and you want to wear a lot of clothes or little clothes, that yeah. that's okay. It's fine. And it's not knocking feminism in any way, but there yeah. still is that kind of underlining going, how can you be talking about this and be empowering and dress like that? But that is where judgment comes in and people mm-hmm. all need to stop being judgmental. Yeah. You know? Everyone yeah. do what they want to do. I, the, only, the only reason that that's a problem is, I think, because people are still so judgmental. Mm-hmm. Without that, we'd all be absolutely fine, you know? Speaking of up and coming and it doesn't matter how talented you are, hard work comes into it. Massively, yeah. Um, and ambition. I think you kind of need a little bit of ambition some way. Brie used to work in Harrods. She said that she was selling really expensive gifts um, that she probably couldn't afford at that time. (laughs) But she said she loved the smell of success and money. (laughs) She said she loved the women coming into Harrods, dangling their Lamborghini keys. Um, And she said she manifested it. Yeah. Uh, How important are those strong manifestations for, for up and coming artists? Massively, because essentially it's self-belief, right? Yeah. If you're manifesting something into your life, you're really picturing where you could be kind of in your prime, in your element when you... Do you do that? I, I, had, a, I had a cosmic chalkboard where like yeah. I write stuff in chalk just to kind of manifest it. Whether it works or not, I don't know, but it made me feel better. Yeah, and, and I think it definitely works. I've always, I've always done it since I was young of like seeing where I want to end up or like what I want to come into my life or even just being grateful for what's already there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nice because you're happy. You're not always being like, why aren't I? Well, like, why am I not there? Mm. You're then like, oh, it's cool. I'm going to trust the process yeah. until I am. But I, I, I love that. I, I used to work in West End clubs when I was younger. Yeah. And that same thing of like, how comes all these people can have so much money and they've got it and it's like, it can happen to anyone. You, yeah. can, you can really get that success and kind of like that wealth uh, mm-hmm. to have the freedom to do what you want. It's, it's available to everyone. So when, when I read that about what um, she said, I was like, yes, girl, I feel that. <laughs> uh, there's currently a cult of teenage superstardom. Singers like Billie <laughs> Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, they've already ascended to superstardom at a meteoric rate, achieving number one albums, songs, Grammys in the process. It still upsets me that Adele is younger than me. <laughs> I'm like, look what she's <laughs> achieved. How do you think they've done it so young? Again, I actually, I think it's, really an individual experience. I don't think it's a young person's game. I, I don't think age really matters. With those two in particular, mm. like Billie Eilish, her brother is like one of the best music producers around. They, mm. Them two, imagine having a dream, right? And your brother's got the same dream and you're like, we're just chilling at home all day and I've got all this equipment. We're in the kitchen with me as well. You're, you're going to gonna do, do something amazing, right? Yeah. They, they've been working together for years and yeah. kind of like tweaking things. We don't even know how long they've been doing that. They could have been doing that since, like, he's, he's older than her. They could yeah. have been doing that since they were super young. Yeah. So she's um, an old soul. Yeah, of course, of course. And also, she's probably put a lot of work into it. Like, 
everyone we're talking about. Like Celeste has put loads of work into it. Mm. We just haven't seen that. Because Billie Eilish is so young, we think, oh, it happened overnight. It's probably been a long time coming as well. Yeah. You know, she's probably been singing since she was young. Olivia, she was on Disney. Mm. You know what I mean? There, there, there's been platforms and help there. There's like, lots of different genres coming through, like women's rap, yeah. particularly in the UK, continuing to grow and grow. Yeah, Artists man. like Miss La Familia, uh, Shabo, La Vida Loca, paving the way. What is causing this trend now? Um, so again, I think empowered women are realising that not only men can rap, Mm-hmm. And they are taking that stand to be like, we can actually do this and mm-hmm. talk about that thing. Like, we don't just have to be singers. The times have gone where it's the the female singer and the male rapper doing a verse, you know? It's yeah, like, and it's and then the men, the man gets the main tagline, like it's his song and she's featuring yeah. the some yeah. girl. Those days are gone. Um, I also think that this generation is like the first to ever see. We we saw grime be created mm. off the back of that drill. It comes with female rappers feeling like that they have that voice and they can do that. I feel like it's it's just massively changed because they don't feel limited anymore, mm. you know? What is your prediction for where female-led music is going? Oh, it's going in a great direction. Yeah. I feel like it, females are going to take over. For, do you know how, like, before it was literally there were so many male, male pop stars and, and kind of even in, like, the last... Ten years ago, I'd say, mm. you had, like, your Biebers. We were still, like, loving Usher and things like that. And there was just so many men that was at, at the top of the charts. We, we still like Usher, but, you know. We still love Usher. <laughs> I'm saying, I think for now, um, women are just stepping up massively. Uh, they're getting recognised more than ever. Yeah. They're getting their own voice to sing their own songs that they've written themselves. Yeah. Uh, whereas that's not always been the case. Uh, I know you're an advocate for, for mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in all walks of life, no matter what you're doing, you're going to face challenges in life. Um, I know you talk about meditation and you voice your own struggles in, in the past. And I think for anyone up and coming, it's scary and it's exciting. There's so many things to kind of take on board. What would be your advice for someone who is at that stage where they haven't made it yet, mm-hmm. but they're about to embark on something exciting and challenging to time to kind of take that time for yourself when you know something isn't good for you or the challenges of when you're starting out, you have to do every gig under the sun. And I'm just wondering, mental health for up-and-coming artists is something that we we need to talk about. Yeah, no, massively. I think, like, we all, I'm talking to myself here when I give this advice as well, need to stop being hard on ourselves. Mm. We need to realise that perfection doesn't exist and we are all perfect in our own beautiful ways. And um, it's just to re- keep telling yourself that, you know. we. I feel like the reason that we struggle with our mental health is because the inner voice is telling us that we're not good enough mm. because of all of these different pressures and all of these belief systems that we've taken on or maybe we're comparing ourselves to this girl or that girl, you know, and it, it's really about coming back to self, I suppose, and and really figuring it out what you believe about yourself mm-hmm. and why you believe that because if it's not serving you anymore, it's time to change that belief mm-hmm. to something that makes you feel good about yourself mm. um, because the inner voice is, is the reason that I feel like we struggle. Uh, so my advice would be, yeah, to, to rein it in, maybe have some time to yourself and, and see how you feel about yourself. Ask yourself why. I think that's a journey in itself. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh, so many great things me. to chat about and so much great up and coming music. You did speak about some of your favourites. Is there anyone else that I should be looking out for? There's a woman called Mariba. I mean, she's already doing a lot in America, but we don't really know much of her over here. Um, she's incredible. Mm. She's got a tune called Stay True. Yeah. Which you should listen to. I love her. Uh, there's a girl called Riva DeVito. Mm-hmm. Again, American artist, but amazing. And I feel like needs more attention. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, and, and what, I guess, for someone who's listening to this podcast now, yeah. who is at home, maybe making their own music, the old school way of kind of, you know, handing out your CDs is gone. Do you think get the music out there as much as possible? You have so many platforms to use now. Like, get it up, get it up. Just do yourself, take control, ownership yeah, yourself. Because you never know who's going to see that. Like, we are constantly stuck on our phones looking at all different things. Mm. One person could see that that could literally change your life. And again, like we said, it doesn't necessarily always happen overnight. More times than not, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. But you are stepping in the right direction. There you go. Just get that music out there. Yeah, do it. Got nothing to lose, literally. Thank you. Thank you. My next guest, Olivia Dean, is a singer-songwriter who's been quietly blazing a trail to the top, leading to her being named Amazon Music's Breakthrough Artist of the Year in 2021. Raised in Walthamstow, East London, Olivia took musical theatre lessons and participated in a gospel choir from a young age. Then she went on to attend the famous Brit School. Olivia released her first EP, OK, Love You Bye, in 2019. Her third EP, Growth, released in 2021, was created during lockdown. She says growth is a time capsule. It's me processing my perspective on love and loving myself. It's at times felt like my most difficult project, but in the end has been my most rewarding. Olivia is super chilled and self-assured for someone who's been so successful so young and I wanted to hear who she looks up to as a guiding light, her thoughts on music's most exciting rising female stars and where she sees her career going next. I was also keen to find out more about her songwriting and creative process. Olivia, welcome to Hear Her Voice. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Great, because today we're here to celebrate women in music and I want to kind of ask you before you became a musician who Mm. were you listening to well I've been singing since I was like eight so I really (laughs) have been like obsessed with music forever um but I think around that time I just was in love with artists like Karim Bailey Ray Mm -hmm. and like I loved Laura Marling Mm. too and Amy Winehouse Mm -hmm. obviously I think everyone did but yeah Karim Bailey Ray really made me want to just like pick up a guitar and I would just cover her songs in my room and like into the late hours and my mum would be like, Olivia, shush, please. <laughs> All, you know, you mentioned there's some incredible artists, but also incredible songwriters too. Was songwriting mm. something that you always knew you wanted, even from a young age when you knew you had a voice, you knew you wanted to get into music, was songwriting just as important as well? I think that was how I got into it, really. Um, I really loved songwriting because it allowed me to like articulate emotions that I couldn't really mm-hmm. in sort of real life, if mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. sense. And mm-hmm. I found it so therapeutic just being able to like, oh, let me just write a song about it. Like I can't really figure it out or I'm not ready to have a conversation with that person, but let me just write a song about it. So yeah, it's through songwriting that I've kind of ended up here, I think. It's probably easier to digest your own feelings and emotions through writing a song of course because it's really scary sometimes Mm -hmm. talking about your emotions but Mm -hmm. in the mask of a song Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean in the mask of a metaphor um I find kind of comfort in that so do you remember the first gig you went to and saw someone on stage and thought that's what I'm gonna do the first gig I went to or one I of the feel first like ones. it's not going to be a very cool answer. But oh, I'm going they, to give you the. They o- <laughs> never are. Don't worry, Olivia. They never are. No, but I've got a friend, and whenever this question comes up, she goes, "Yeah, I saw Stevie Wonder." I'm like, "Of course you did." Three years old, Kylie Minogue. Although that See, is cool. that's a good one. But with Jason Donovan. Okay. 
<laughs> I've never met Jason Donovan, but that era, both of them I saw. I think mine, I'm not going to lie, I was in the Girl Guides. Yeah. Loved it. Also was a brownie as well, but when oh, I got love to it. the Girl Guides, um, they had like a gig where they took us all to the O2 and there was like a lot of people playing and it was like JLS mm-hmm. and Leona Lewis, mm-hmm. you know. I actually loved Leona. What a voice though. Yeah. yeah. And actually Leona is someone who's spoken out quite recently, but you know, she came up through a talent show. Mm. Um and I think when you get fame that way, it's a very different kind of fame. It's, you get mm. famous very, very fast. Were you, were you kind of cautious about how you wanted to break into the industry or was it, I just want to get into it? Um, I don't think, think I've think ever really it? wanted to be like famous. I yeah. don't think that's been my intent. I think I just really want to make really good songs and like connect to people. Um, but yeah, I think I would have been very overwhelmed if it mm. was to happen overnight or something. I think I've just been sort of pacing myself and... Just popping up here and there. But yeah, I think I would have been very overwhelmed if I was Leona Lewis. So looking at your music, what's your process when you when it comes to writing a song? How does it come about? It's normally something that like, is going on in my brain and I can't figure out a way to describe it. So it's like, I need to write a song about this. So do you feel it's all very authentic for things that you're living through? It has to be. Yeah. I can't. I'm not good at it. I mean, some people are so good at just being like, I'm going to write about this crazy thing that yeah. never happened and, yeah, yeah. and invent this whole story. But I think I'm quite a literal person. Yeah. Um, and so all my songs are just stories of my life that's really happening. Because you have to sing it for the rest of your life as well. So I'm like, you know, what? I might as well mean it. <laughs> is, that, is there a fear in that? But, you know, if you write a song that goes, you know, that's about a particular breakup or a low point in your life that you think, in 10 years' time, I'm still going to be going on. Yeah. yeah. Although, or do you feel like that song kind of lives in a certain era that when you do sing it in the future or time has gone by, I guess time kind of helps with so many things, mm. that you can kind of sing it in a different way? Like, or, or does it still bring back those memories? Uh, I think it's a bit of both. I think songs are so amazing because they can just capture, it's like a photo. Like, you yeah. can just capture how you were feeling exactly at a point in your life. And it's like stamped in time forever. Like, I always think, like, my great grandkids will hear my music and be like, wow, that's what great granny was going through when she was 17, you know? Yeah. I think it's so cool. Um, but also, songs take on a new meaning. Like, I've got songs that I've written about a really specific thing and then. I'll come to sing it two years later at a live show and I'm like still choked up about it because yeah. the lyrics still relate. Yeah, so. they bring you back to that moment. Yeah. I want to talk about your track, Be My Own Boyfriend. Well, before we talk too much about it, let's listen to you. <laughs> and this is Be My Own Boyfriend. Oh, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to get Tell me a little bit about this song and we'll kind of look through the lyrics a little bit, but tell me a little bit about it. So this is my favourite song I've ever written. Like, Where I, were you when you wrote it? Like, What space? What was going on? So it was lockdown, mm-hmm. the dreaded lockdown. I hadn't been to the studio for quite a long time because we couldn't go. And, um, and then a day opened up where this guy I work with was like, do you want to come in? I've got this song, I'd love you to hear it. Just mm-hmm. this instrumental. Mm-hmm. And I'd spent a lot of time by myself, as a lot of people did, and I'd just come out of a breakup. And I was like, I kept thinking this idea in the shower and just like when I was in the house, like, I'm, I'm my own boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually my own boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I know how to make myself happy. Like I love spending time by myself and I don't need somebody else to like complete me. I'm not waiting for someone else to come along and make my life better. Like mm -hmm. I love love and I, I love to fall in love, but it's not my life's purpose. Mm -hmm. um, so when I got to the studio, this was all kind of in my head and he played me the track and I was like, this is the song. And we wrote it just like in one day. And I was like, I want to write a song called Be My Own Boyfriend. He was like, that's brilliant. Let's do it. And so then the it title just, came first. Yeah. Title of the song. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just kind of all happened so quickly. And it was just so fun to write. It was one of those songs that just kind of falls out. Mm -hmm. um, Is there any specific lyrics, or, you know, verse in there that you're particularly proud of? Like, um, lyrically. I like... I mean, the chorus feels... Actually, no, let me go for the second verse. Yeah. There's a line that's like, I could save myself the stress where the trousers in the dress... Girl, you look so goddamn good tonight. And I say that with my chest. You and me could be the best. I can do whatever, whenever the fuck I want. Mm -hmm. And just that last line, when I sing it live, it's just like I get goosebumps when I sing it because mm -hmm. you can. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when you're in a relationship, you become very tight. You can become very tied down mm -hmm. and forget that like you can just go by yourself to the cinema and like you can just go and buy yourself a bouquet of flowers and mm -hmm. put it on your table. Mm -hmm. But you forget that you can do these things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So How has the response been from people to the song? It's been just so crazy. And like having girls message me being like, you've articulated something that like I really needed to hear. And I was at the Tate the other day by myself, just you know, seeing an exhibition as you can do. Mm -hmm. And um, this girl came up to me and she was like, I listen to it every morning when I walk to the bus stop. And she just like, I don't know. It was just so emotional. It must feel pretty special to, uh, you know, you write something for you, mm. but then it has all these other means that other people take it on, as you said, to that girl who listens to it every morning to kind of put herself in, in the right mindset. And I'm just wondering for you, do you have any life-changing songs? I have heard that I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor <laughs> is your number one karaoke yes. song. <laughs> Which is quite the song to sing for karaoke. I mean, sometimes it doesn't go as well as I'd like, <laughs> but it is a good time. Yeah, that's a great karaoke song. Mm -hmm. Um, life-changing songs you know what Joni Mitchell mm. when I first discovered Joni Mitchell my mind was just like blown um, and both sides now it's just a song that I just revisit all the time and I think that song probably changed my life in terms of like wow you're a very good songwriter mm -hmm. and I just um, I don't know that perspective that she had on life at such a young age I was just like wow What are your kind of predictions, do you think, for the future of female-led music? I think we're on the right track, but I don't think it's near good enough yet because there are so many amazing women in the music industry and bands and, and singers, and I just feel like they're not getting their flowers. Um, but I think we're getting that. I mean, the Brit Rising Star nominations, they're all women, so mm -hmm. that's a start. Um, I'm really happy for all those girls. They're all amazing. You went to the Brit School. I did go yeah. to the Brit School, yeah. Um, how was it, I guess, to be surrounded by other creative people? Because I think sometimes it's hard for people to get into the industry if they don't know they can do it. Mm. Especially if you come from an area, you don't see people around you, you don't see many people that look like you doing what you do. But to be kind of surrounded by an eclectic mix of people all with the same love and passion. Mm. It, was, it was incredible. It literally changed my life. It was the best thing I ever did because... In my school, like, I was that annoying, weird one that just wanted to sing in assembly all the time. Everyone was like, all right, Olivia, yeah, we've heard you sing Alicia Keys, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you get to the Brit school and everyone's that weird, <laughs> annoying person and you're like, <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's just so affirming and just, like, encourages you to keep going, basically. Uh 
And you know, there's been an incredible list of, of people who've attended there. Amy Winehouse, Leona Lewis, Adele, FKA Twigs, Kay Tempest, Ella Eyre, Jade Bird. Uh, and I guess when you see so many women who've gone before you, and then, you know, there'll be people who go, oh, yeah, I went to Brit, so did Olivia Dean. Like, is there something quite <laughs> special in that? It's so special. I mean, even just hearing you read that list, it is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So funny. People are always like, what's in the water at that school? Like, what's going on? But I genuinely just think it's just like complete encouragement mm-hmm. and just like allowing you to just be yourself. And, that, and that's all it is, really. So, Olivia, I want to talk more about your songs. Mm-hmm. Um, is there another song you'd like to talk about? So, I'd love to talk about, I think, the song that's kind of been, I don't know, really changed stuff with me. I think this is the song that people kind of noticed and mm-hmm. really are, like, latching on to, and it's called The Hardest Part. A positive breakup song. Yes. <laughs> Did you know when you wrote it that it would have such a response? No, not that at all. Be because for me, this was about something really personal. I'd just sort of been through a breakup that was really hard. And um, I'd gone away to Copenhagen. And this was my first time, like, leaving the country t- for work, you know, to mm-hmm. write. And um, it really felt like I was closing this really big chapter of my life. And it was really hard to write. And mm-hmm. um, it's crazy when something so specific to you can then, like, relate to mm-hmm. other people. Um, so I'm, I'm really proud of this song. And it's about, um, like, growing into a different person and sort of realising you've done all the growing you could do with someone else and having to accept that, it's kind of over. It's really mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a positive breakup song because they can be positive they exist. sometimes. No, they do. Because breakups, sometimes they need to happen. You yeah. have to let go of someone that's kind of not serving, mm-hmm. you know, your best interest anymore. So, yeah, I love this song for that. Even if I could, would I go back where we started? What's your hopes for you as an artist in 10 years? Wow, 10 years. 10 years. A lot can change in 10 years. Oh, honestly, a lot can change in one year. Yeah. I feel like I can I be know. a different person Depends. even from Hopefully last year. Hopefully there won't be another lockdown. <laughs> um, 10 Although, years. Do you find yourself, because you, know, you talk about writing Be My Own Boyfriend during a lockdown. Were you quite creative during that time? Because some people kind of were up against a wall and they just found themselves, just couldn't do anything. I think at the start, I really wasn't. I was really rebelling against that whole thing where everyone was like, okay, we need to use this time and be the most productive and write our novels. And I was like, no, let's be scared because the world is scary right now. Mm -hmm. So at the start, I was just knitting and hiding. Oh, I love a bit of knitting. I love it. And then kind of once I'd got into it and had like some time to reflect, like yeah. songs like this came out. So a bit of both. So really. is there a plan? Is there a 10 year plan or do you, is it kind of you take each year as it comes? I just take each day as it comes to be Not honest. Not even year, No, day. just, I mean. Each hour. Yeah. But we'll see. I'd like to do Glastonbury. That's just a goal I'd like to hit in the next 10 years. I think I can. I think you can as well. What's your proudest moment so far of being an artist? I did two nights at the Jazz Cafe and um, it still just kind of feels like a dream that didn't happen because like Amy's played there Mm. and D'Angelo and just Mm. like all these like incredible artists and um, it was my first gig back after like no gigs being able to happen for like a year and it was just like amazing and I had like a horn section and just I don't know it was really special. How was it being back up 
on stage after so long because I I guess as a songwriter you write songs so that they're heard exactly <laughs> <laughs> I know people will still stream music and that'll always do well but you kind of write them to perform them 100% um, how was that when that was taken away from you it was so hard mm-hmm. I like to be in front of people mm-hmm. and like with humans and you know looking at people so being able to get back on the stage it just kind of made everything feel full circle mm-hmm. again you know it's like something was missing mm-hmm. and now it's back do you ever worry about I guess if sounds like a really like stupid question but if you if you meet someone fall in love and everything goes great that you're not going to have anything to write about like like Adele we all want Adele to go through something big in life because I that's know. when she writes the big hits I know it's a really hard balance to be like okay but I want to I be, be happy, happy but I also and healthy and like enjoying my life but yeah. then I also people love sad songs mm-hmm. and they love to feel like people are also going through it mm-hmm. and yeah I don't know I don't know it's going well at the moment yeah but yeah, maybe I'll get sad again. And just like... <laughs> but a positive breakup song is good. Yeah, That's good. You can make them. Yeah. You can. Do you think it's important for female artists to support other female talent, be they fellow artists or women who want to work more behind the scenes in the music industry? In terms of my sort of sphere and who I work with, mm-hmm. I try to work with as many women as possible. So on all my music videos, I only work with female directors. Is that a choice? Is that something you ask for or it just has happened it's to be a choice, that way? Yeah. yeah. I just feel like... There are so many amazing female directors that just don't really get a look in sometimes. And I just kind of want my videos to be captured kind of through the female lens, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're just amazing. So that's a choice. And I'm going to keep going with that. Mm -hmm. And I've met so many amazing women down that path. And yeah, I think it's important. You have to take extra steps sometimes to... um, Make sure people get their voice heard or their art shown. Similar to to most things, if you don't see women doing those jobs, you don't. If you don't see women sound techs or in mm. production or in camera, you don't think it's something that you can do. Do you feel that is turning now? Just from from your, I guess, your personal experience when you go around to gigs and setups and yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think they're there. Mm. They just need the job. You know. Yeah. I just don't believe when people are like, oh, there's no female music producers. They there are. They just need that leg up sometimes and for you to just look for them mm-hmm. and um, go out of your way and not just choose the easy option because you know a guy that knows a guy. and Because he's had more them. experience because he's been allowed. Well, exactly. To do How do you get experience if yeah. you don't get the job? So, yeah. no, they're there. If you could work with any female artist, who would it be? Can I have two? Go on. <laughs> I'm being generous today. I'll choose a sort of bigger artist okay. and then just a smaller artist that I just love so much. So I think the big one would be Solange. Yeah. I won't say Beyonce because she's Beyonce and I just yeah. feel like, yeah, I don't know I, what I, I could do I saw do Solange with live years ago. I think it was in Coachella. Really? She's just so good. And Beyonce jumped up at the end. But, oh. And I do love Beyonce. <laughs> I know, just put it in at the end. But... Everyone was looking at Solange. She's just like angelic, effortless, cool. so cool and just, oh, I love her. Yeah. So I'd love to do something with her. Yeah. And then there's also this artist that I've just discovered in the last year that I'm obsessed with her. In her spot, in my Spotify rap, I was in her 0.001%. Like, <laughs> I stan her. Um, she's called Alice Phoebe Lou and okay. she's like this feminist sort of like guitarist mm-hmm. from South Africa and she's incredible. So you should check her out. Olivia, thank you so much for joining me on Hear Her Voice. Thank you for having me. (laughs) That's all for this episode. Remember, you can hear all the songs featured in today's episode at the Hear Her Voice up and coming playlist on Spotify. You can find a link on the episode show notes. And if you like what you've heard and you want to hear more, why not? Uh, Please do like and subscribe to the Hear Her Voice podcast to make sure you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Take care.